That was great, wasn't it? I love that song. Um, it's just uh, the reason for Christmas Day, and that's the reason why we're here today. Um, we're here to enjoy the carols, we're here to have some fellowship time together, but ultimately, this is all about Him, about Jesus who came, was born in a manger. I, I, I love that clip from the movie as well, uh, where, where you see Mary and Joseph in this moment of in some senses, desperation, you know, they're looking for a place, they find a cave, they find this place called a stable, whatever you want to term it, and, and Mary is so heavily expectant, she can't hang on anymore, and the baby is born. Now, you know, every one of us were babies at one point in our life, we were all born somewhere, whether it's in hospital, or in our home, or in a car on the way to somewhere. But we were all born, but we weren't born like this one was born. We weren't like this one. This one was the savior of the world. He was, the Bible says, he was slain before the foundation of the world. And he came to save us. He came to give of his life for you, for me, and for the whole world. And the whole story of Christmas, the whole thought of the nativity, it's just a wonder. It's a, it's, a, it's a story of love. It's a story of one giving of oneself for the sake of those who would one day turn to him, would acknowledge him, and call him Lord in their life. And the, 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 if you like, the, the thought that I've, I'm going to share this afternoon is the appearance of kindness and the love of God. You know, everything about Jesus is love. Everything that you see what he does was out of a kindness and out of a compassion for those that are around him. You know, when, when Jesus saw the sick or the lame or the mute or the, the bound or the depressed, he would step into their world and he would heal and minister and set free. Every time you see Jesus touch a life, it was always for their good or for their benefit. And he's still doing the same today. When I look at my life and where I was in my early 20s and how God changed the direction of my life, it was his love that did it. It was his kindness towards me that I suddenly was aware he loved me so much and he had an incredible future for my life. And those things have always stuck with me. And I guess, you know, having had six children and 11 grandchildren, I know I don't look old enough. You should have said, wow, there should have been some sort of a comment. Wow, that man's had six kids and he's still got some hair. Um, yes, we, we have six children, bless them. Um, and over the Christmas time, when they were younger, but you've probably heard it, and probably everyone pretty much in the country has heard this, what do you want for Christmas? I've asked Jane... Um, she's asked me, we've asked the children, we've asked our grandchildren, we've asked and asked. Um, we haven't asked you all because it doesn't quite stretch that far, you know what I mean? Um, but you know, it's, if, if, if you had a pound for every time that had been asked in this country, you'd be a millionaire, wouldn't you? I reckon you would be. I certainly think I would be if, if I had a pound for every single person in this nation who asked that question this Christmas. It is the most frequently asked question over the Christmas time, especially during the build-up and, and as people go and get their, their Toys R Us, well, not Toys R Us, is it? It's Smythes, and you have to travel half, of, half the country to get there. Smith's, Smythes, if you're posh, it's Smythes. 
I used to work in Alverstoke. In Alverstoke, people say Smythes instead of Mr. Smith. Anyway, so when you go to the shops and you see all these children running around saying, I want this and I want that and I want something else. And it's like, we all have a desire for something. But will those things satisfy the longing in our heart? We can have so many things in life, but do those things really satisfy our, our journey in life? Uh, when we get to the end of our life, will we sit back and look at all the things we have and say, oh, I lived a really good life. Look at all the things that I have. Or is it down to what we experience in life or who we've experienced in life. I think it comes down to the who. That when we meet Jesus in our world, we suddenly realize the meaning for life. We suddenly realize why we are on earth. What is the reason that you're on earth? That you one day would encounter him who gave his life for you. That's the joy and the beauty of Christmas. Have you ever given someone a present and by the look on their face you knew immediately it wasn't what they were hoping for, wanting, or didn't quite even know what it was? I've seen that face a few times in my life. What do we usually follow up by saying? I have the receipt, so if you don't like it or if it doesn't fit, you can go and change it. We say that because we are not certain that they're going to like what you're giving or what I'm giving. When God gave, he gave in a very different way. See, we give because of the things that we know the other person wants or desires. Maybe they've written a list and they've checked it twice, and then they gave it to you and made sure you had it twice. But God's, God's gift-giving method is very different to ours. When God gave, he didn't look at what we wanted. He looked at what we needed. We may have wanted a nice car, a nice house, a happy life, but what we needed was Jesus. Because at the end of our life, the nice car, the good job, and the loads of money in the bank is not going to help you. But it actually comes down to the person that we know. Listen to this scripture. I, I, I came across this scripture a few months back. I've probably read it numerous times, but I've never connected it to a Christmas message. And I found, when I found it, I thought, yes, this is where I'm going to preach and speak from today. And it's found in the book of Titus in the Bible. And it says this, chapter 3, verse 4. But, but then something happened. That something was Jesus being born on the earth. Then something happened. God, our Savior, and his overpowering love and kindness for humankind entered our world. He came to save us. It's not that we earned it by doing good works or righteous deeds. He came because he is merciful. He brought us out of our old ways of living to a new beginning through the transformation of salvation. He made us completely new through the Holy Spirit, who was poured out in abundance 
through Jesus, the anointed and our Savior. All of this happened so that through his grace, we would be accepted into God's covenant family and appointed to be his heirs, full of the hope that comes from knowing you have eternal life. That is an incredible passage of scripture. That we have a hope in Jesus because he now lives in our heart. We recognize he died on the cross. He was born in a manger. He lived an incredible life. He died on the cross and we accept that he died for my wrongs, for your wrongs, and for the wrongs of the whole world. And then he rose from the dead and he said, I want a relationship. I want to have connection. I want you to be my family. And that's why the church is often called the family or the church family, or we are called family church. It's because God wants this great big family right across the world, but here in Gospel in Bridgemary as well. I'm just going to take one portion of this scripture and I'm going to read it from a different translation. And it's verse 4. It says, But when the goodness and kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind, that's everyone, that's you in this room, when God in his goodness sent Jesus the Savior for all mankind, Jesus appeared in human form as a man, Jesus Christ, and he saved us. Remember, we give what people we think they want for Christmas. But God gave us what he knew we needed. We needed him. We needed transformation. We needed our lives turn around because we could never make it on our own. No matter how hard we try or how good we think we are. That's, that's what the scripture earlier on says. You know, it's not that we can earn it by doing good works or righteous deeds. We can be the most loving and, and helpful person on the planet. But that actually doesn't give you what is needed. Because what is needed is a relationship with Jesus, knowing he died in your place on the cross on our behalf. And I just really want to encourage you this Christmas that, that we need to experience the greatest gift. You may have gone through your life and you may be young, you may be uh, in your teens, you may be sort of pushing middle age in your early 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. I'm pushing my middle age, I guess I'm near 50-ish. 50-ish. <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. Anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't, age is a weird thing, isn't it? Time is a weird thing. Anyway, I won't go down that track, but just to say... Life continues, and it races ahead. Um, and we've talked this year how incredibly fast this year went. There were still 365 days, unless I missed something. We all have 365 days. We all have a life to live. But it's what we do with our life here that determines our eternity. That is where Jesus said... It's not by your good works. It's not by what you do for others. It's what you do with Jesus. It's what you do with him. The baby in the manger. It's, it's that individual who came as a baby, grew, did miracles, recorded miracles, not just through the word of God, but for other historians who wrote down those 
those miracles that took place back in, in, in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and sur- surrounding areas. But do you know what? The people of Jesus' day, they, they were like some of us when we get a gift and you think, well, I didn't want that. Where, why, why did you think I want that? We don't say it, we think it, don't we? We're more polite, well, some people might say it, but some of us are really polite and say, well, thank you very much, that's lovely. Where do I put it? <laughs> but do you know what? There were people in Jesus' day that looked at Jesus, who was the Messiah, and said, he's not what I thought he would be. They thought that Jesus was going to come in, the, in, 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 a, in a blast of glory. They thought he was going to come with the heavenly hosts. They thought he was going to just invade this earth and change it around. And they looked around and they thought, it's not the gift I thought we were going to get. There were others who turned around and thought that Jesus was going to come with an army of men and, and an army of, um, of, of warriors and take over Rome and the Roman occupation. He wasn't the gift. Why? Because he came bringing peace to mankind and goodwill to all. That wasn't the picture that they had. They thought he was going to be a mighty warrior doing incredible things. And I guess sometimes we can treat God that way too. Well, God, I thought you were going to do this, and I thought you were going to do that, and I thought you were going to be this person, and I thought you were going to be that. There is only one way to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. There is no other way to heaven but through me. That is the key for every one of us in this room. He is the greatest news ever. He brought the greatest gift ever. He came to give us new life. Not one of us in this room deserved the gift of salvation. You could never earn it. In all the good things that you've ever done, it wouldn't earn it. But he gave it. Listen to these words. When the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us. We didn't save ourselves. It's acknowledging him. The passage goes on. He saved us not because of the good things we did, but because of his mercy. He looked at us and said, you can't do it on your own. I need to step in. I need to be in your place and take away the sin of the world. That's the joy of the gift that's been given to us. Jesus came as the gift of God's son, as God's son. He came in our place. He took our place, and now he's given us an opportunity to know him. You say, how how can I get to know God? How can I know the God of the universe? Firstly, through his word, the Bible, and through his son, Jesus Christ, who comes to live in our hearts. And when you have that knowledge, that knowledge of the peace that surpasses natural understanding, when you know that your future is sealed, that you have a journey to walk through this life, absolutely. But one day you'll meet him face to face. You'll know him personally because you've walked with him on the earth. Someone once said this, only by giving are you able to receive more than you already have. It's only by giving. 
This Christmas, I'm sure everybody or pretty much everybody in this room is going to share a gift with somebody. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. That joy, I, I, I do, I love buying Jane gifts. And, and just to see her face when she opens, but one, door, one, day, one day I bought her a door. I'm talking about a six foot three, six foot two, six foot four door. It was a pine door. It was a lovely door. But I knew it was Jane's. You're looking at me rather confused about it. <laughs> Jane really wanted our house. At that time, we'd moved into a wreck of a house. And, and, and she wanted the house to have pine furnishings and pine doors and pine skirtings. And it was our first step towards building our house. And I bought Jane a door. I was so pleased with myself. I was so happy. It was hard to wrap up, obviously, as you know, you six foot, three foot wide door. But you were happy. And when I hung it, we were both happy. It's like we got our door. We're on the way. Now you may look at us and think that's really weird. Okay, you all do think we're really weird. But we had no money. We were dirt poor. And that was the beginning of our journey. God saw the desire of our hearts. And there's a lady in this church who knew nothing about our desires, knew nothing about what we wanted to do. And one day she came and knocked on our door and she said, Jane, would you like a Welsh dresser that I'm getting rid of? It's pine. This was how many years ago? 30, 35 years ago? And we've still got that Welsh dresser. It's been brushed up a little bit and a little bit of paint on it now. But we were thinking of moving. Jane said, we're not getting rid of that piece of furniture. Because that was a part of the gift. God knew Jane's heart. And a lady came along and asked, out of the blue, knew nothing of our desire. I believe God nudges people's hearts to do good things for one another. Can I encourage you this Christmas? What can you do to knock on the door of somebody's heart and say, I was just thinking of you. Don't all go around with a Welsh dresser or a door. but, But what God drops on your heart to bless somebody else, who knows what that may be. You may go around with a goose or a duck or a chicken, or a turkey, to somebody's house. I think it was about four, four years ago, we suddenly became aware of a family who had absolutely nothing, zilch, for Christmas. And I, we, we all charged, well, a number of us charged down to Waitrose. No, Marks and Spencers. And as I got to the door, you've heard, some of you have heard me say, I am like Jingle All The Way. I am like Arnold Schwarzenegger running down the road, getting the presents. That is me. And I, got, I saw them turning the lights out. And I run up to it, and I'm banging on the door. Let me in. Let me in. I thought, have you ever seen Jingle All The Way? Okay, that's me. <laughs> Let me in. I, and they opened the door. I explained what was happening. And they said, come on in. Here's a trolley. Fill it. See, God opens doors that no man can shut. And I just love that about our God. He is merciful and he's kind 
and he knows how to move in lives and in hearts, and he can move in yours, even this Christmas. And he can move in mine, so that we are more generous and more loving and more thoughtful to those around us. Let me see where I want to go. God our Savior, and his overpowering love and kindness for humankind, entered our world. He came to save you and me. What does that mean in our journey? For me, I guess at 20, 20, 22 years old, I suddenly became aware of my lacks, my issues. How many of you know you carry issues? (laughs) We don't always like the issues that we carry, but we all carry some issues. You know, some of those are deep-seated, deep-rooted issues of unforgiveness and and, and past stuff that we, we struggle to let go of and, and, and be a part of our past. Others, someone just upset you in the, in the office at work and you're just carrying a bit of an issue. But you know what? We all carry issues. Jesus came to deal with your issue. Your issue is all have sinned. Let's say how it actually is in the Bible. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us. It doesn't make me a special person because I'm a pastor. It means we're all on the same level playing field. But the great thing is, he steps in and says, hey, would you receive the greatest gift of all? I'd love to say that there's a present in here. Please don't get excited. There isn't, all right? It's nice and light. But can you imagine, right, if this gift within it gave you eternity with Jesus, an eternity. See, every one of us has eternity living on the inside. It's either eternity with God or eternity without God. If I was to give you this gift this morning, this afternoon, this evening, tea time, if I was to give you this gift of eternity, how many of you would say, I'll take it? Because I'm uncertain about where I will go when I die. See, this is so real. The birth of Jesus was so real. I I shared a couple of weeks ago in church. There were so many people who were looking for the first coming of Jesus. They were looking for this moment when Jesus was going to be born. It had been spoken of for hundreds of years in the Bible. Prophets had spoken. The baby is coming. But I want to tell you something. There are even more prophecies spoken about his second coming. And they were right about his first. And I can tell you, they are right about his second. Heaven needs to be in our heart. And I just want to finish this afternoon. We're going to sing another carol. And we're going to have some refreshments. But I want to finish with a challenge. Because I always like to challenge and have a bit of application and something that we can take away and build in our heart. If this was a gift of salvation and it didn't cost you anything but it cost him everything, would you receive it today? It's a really good question to ask yourself. I want to pray a very simple prayer. I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive that gift. Not this one, but to receive the gift of salvation. Because I wouldn't feel right 
to get this far in and then not say, hey, the baby grew up. He died on a cross, but he did it for you. He did it for you because he loves you. His kindness extends to your life. Just need to receive him today. So let's, while every eye is closed, every head bowed in this room. I'm just going to encourage everybody to pray it nice and loud. Uh, for those who are normally here in church, you know that's what we normally do on a Sunday. I'm just going to encourage us to do the same again here today. And if you sincerely in your heart, you want to receive Jesus, you may not know everything, you may not really piece too much together, but today something of what you've heard makes sense. And you want to pray this prayer and you want to respond and receive Jesus in your life. I'm going to ask you at the end just to pop up your hand pop it back down, and we're going to get a Bible to you and some information to you. All right? So let's pray together nice and loud. Father, I thank you that you sent Jesus to be born in a manger, to live an incredible life, and then to die in my place. I am so thankful. I will be eternally thankful. Jesus, today, I receive you. I receive your forgiveness. And I, I, I accept you in my heart this day. Be my Lord and Savior. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. While every head is bowed, every eye closed still, you could, in this moment, receive the greatest gift you will ever receive. Because it's eternity given to you. I'm going to count to three. If you prayed that prayer, just pop up your hand, pop it back down. One, two, three. If you prayed that prayer this morning, just give us a wave. Put your hand up. Thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. It's a couple of children, but there's adults as well in the room. Is there anybody else in this room today? And you say, yeah, that's me. I don't want to miss out on this gift. I don't want to miss out on this journey. Thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, I see that hand. I'm going to count down from five. That's, that could still be you. You could be con considering this in your heart. I'm going to count down from five. Five, four, three, two, one. Father, I just thank you this afternoon for those in this room that are connecting with you, whether they are children, young people, or adults. I thank you this day for the gift of our salvation. Your kindness was poured out to us, and the gift of salvation is ours to receive. Lord, as we exchange gifts this year, Lord, continually remind us of the greatest gift that was ever given. That's Jesus Christ. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.